0: Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I am your illustrious host, Sheena, and I want to thank you for stopping in and listening to the podcast today. Welcome, beautiful people. Welcome. In this episode's What's Happening Now segment, I'm diving into the latest in music from Drake to Cardi B to the epic dragging of Killer Mike by Joanne Reed. Then, of course, I've got to talk about the latest in Trump land because there's always some foolishness jumping off. In the self-care segment, I want to talk about breaking out of the box. You are more than what others have used to define you. So I want to help you shake off the labels and step into the fullness of you. Finally, in Black Excellence, it's National Poetry Month. I honestly didn't know this is a thing, but I'm rolling with it. So I'm honoring one of my favorite women and poets, Miss Maya Angelou. Get ready to talk some good poetry, my loves. No friend host this week, so grab your tea and let's talk. Segment One, What's Happening Now? Congratulations are in order. Cardi B and Offset of the Migos are expecting their first child, Cardi B did a major pregnancy reveal during her performance on Saturday Night Live last Saturday. The rapper was one day off of the release of her freshman album, Invasion of Privacy, which went gold within the first 48 hours. Cardi B has become a Hollywood darling with many rooting for her success as she has been unapologetically herself in all that she does. With great praise, of course, comes petty attacks because some people hate to see others doing well and happy, of course, they were ready to begin attacking her for being pregnant. These petty people chose to say that she will derail her career with a pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. Look, women can be a mom and a boss at the same time. Stop it with this archaic thinking. Just like men can be dads and work and thrive without issue, so can women. I get tired of hearing vision poor people with no type of success telling women that they can't be a mom and successful in her respective career. It's completely untrue. A woman can be whatever she wants to be and can do it while running circles around lame people that state such silly things. If she chooses to just be a mom, then she can do that. If she continues to thrive in her music while being a mom, she can do that too. We are not a monolith we are human beautifully complicated multifaceted as the scripture says i can do all things through christ who strengthens me we can for sure do all things that we were called to do there is no reason to shrink yourself to fit into the purview of others shout out to cardi do you girl continue to thrive you are the support you have the support of so many women and men who know that you can do whatever you choose to do with your life and be successful and congratulations on the baby anyway her album is definitely a bop so make sure you check it out she's definitely already having a good year with the new album soon to be a new baby and perhaps wedding bells congrats to both of them and i wish her well Speaking of rappers making waves, Drake released a blazing hot new single, Nice For What, last Saturday, and I basically have had it on repeat since then. So hot. This video was filled with the energy of girl power and dripping black girl magic with so many of our faves from Tiffany Haddish, tracy ellis ross Issa ray misty copeland sid olivia wilde letitia wright yara shahidi the list literally goes on and on fabulous women were on full display and i loved every single minute of it the song basically is letting these men know that we women aren't taking no nonsense off of them my favorite line has to be there's a real one in your reflection without a follow without a mention Yes, King. Did I mention that none other than Big Frida opened up the song? Shout out to Frida. I'm so happy that things are going so well for her. Oh, and it samples Lauren Hill's X Factor. I live not to mention this amazingly dope video was directed by a 23-year-old black woman, Karina Evans, who did the work and grind until she got to where she is now. Shout out to her for executing a truly beautiful vision. This song has reminded us that we don't have to take anything off of anyone. We are in control of our own power, happiness, and and lives why wait for someone when you know you're bad all by yourself hot song definite banger women are taking over this summer so get ready speaking of dope women doing dope things y'all janelle Monet released a song this week entitled pink complete with pants shaped and painted like vaginas. (laughs) This is a true anthem of female empowerment, a true girl power song. I love it. Make sure you check it out. While I'm talking about women and men in hip hop, I would be remiss not to mention the proper dragging that took place Sunday by MSNBC's AM Joy host, Joy Reid of Killer Mike. Y'all, He really tried it So Killer Mike has been really extra lately He participated in a video with NRA TV with our black host I forget his name and literally I have no desire whatsoever to look it up Anyway, he did this interview where he discussed black gun ownership and whatnot NRA played him by running that ad on the day of the March for Our Lives rally he spoke out about that, but attempted to clean clear the air on why he was working with the NRA in the first place. Doesn't matter. We can care less because we all know the NRA does not truly support black gun owners. Where were they when Philando Castile was killed as a licensed gun owner attempting to provide proof of his license to carry? Where were they when Alton Sterling was murdered in an open carry state? Tamir Rice, John Crawford murdered by the state carrying toy guns in an open carry state seriously the nra is not for black people yet here we have killer mike caping for them that's not the point of this so i'm gonna move on anyway all of black twitter came from him after the video aired and let him know that he was basically canceled joy be one of the people who questioned why he was speaking with the nra fast forward to last weekend so joy makes a post on instagram in the post she says quote and not to be outdone glam lux and savvy chicks who rock the h&m for our elgin baylor shoot hashtag am hashtag glam squad End quote my my killer mike comments on her posts with this nonsense quote So me doing an interview about black gun ownership with NRA is bad, but you promoting a company that tagged a black child, a monkey is good, cool, acceptable. Okay, check, shaking my head, niggas, end quote. Joy responded appropriately by stating the following, quote, H&M stands for hair and makeup. These two women beside me in this pic did my hair, H and makeup, M for a shoot. And here I was thinking you were an intellectual and not just the guy who hangs out in the second place talking guns with the NRA's official black guy. End quote. Y'all, she said, and here I was thinking you were an intellectual. <laughs> that about took me out. Anyway, Twitter responded by letting Killer Mike know what time it is. He's just. You need to go ahead and take several seats and some time off because he's obviously overstepped his boundaries. Just a whole hot mess. Joy is not the one to come for. Seriously, she comes with the receipts and the perfect comeback. Don't mess with the black woman on a mission. Joy is always thoughtful about what she does and surely wouldn't wear anything from H&M due to the recent controversy with the little boy in the horrible sweatshirt. But can we just talk about... How we often see some black men like Killer Mike have no problem coming and attacking black women. Obviously, it isn't all black men. We have plenty who uplift, encourage, and support us as we do them. Congratulations and shout out to them. We appreciate y'all. But we have some toxic men who seriously seek out an opportunity to jump on the boat of denigrating black women any chance they get. The only way for all of us to push back against the systemic oppression we are under, we must work together and love each other. If you can't even love me for me, how can we work together? I often see these attacks from this particular pathetic group of men. It really, really disgusts me. I have no idea who hurt these guys, that they feel the need to attack black women at every turn. It is counterproductive. We have to do better, people. Men. Men, I think it's time they do some self-reflecting and figure what what it is that they hate about themselves that they choose to deflect that hate on black women. We're supposed to be in this thing together, working together to help our communities advance and to uplift one another. Looking for opportunities to tear down a woman is just not the way to go. Obviously, when you try, we will respond accordingly. But seriously, we don't want to have to do that. That subset of black men who look for opportunities to attack black women, do me a favor, level up and do better. It's quite unbecoming of you. While we're talking about trash men, let's do a quick recap of the shenanigans of the Republican Party in Congress and in the White House. So this week came the news of the lawyer of Donald Trump, Michael Cohen, having his office, hotel room, and his home raided by the FBI. During Mueller's, uh, Mueller's Russia investigation, it appears that he came across some questionable items in regards to Cohen. He pitched that over the fence to the Southern District of New York attorney for some review. This ended up with Rod Rosenstein, acting attorney general for the Russian probe, signing off on it, and a judge giving the red light... Oh sorry, the green light for the federal government to carry out a raid on Cohen's office. First of all, this is almost unheard of for a lawyer's office to undergo search and seizure because of attorney-client privilege. However, that privilege goes out the window when there is evidence of a crime. Obviously, this sent Trump off the deep and he tweeted out his usual witch hunt tweets, found a way to incorporate Obama and Hillary and complain about the liberals. He was asked by a reporter if he'd fire Mueller. He said he's looking at that and then went on a rant about Rosenstein. Basically, he wants to fire both of them in an attempt to end the investigation. It doesn't matter. The investigation will go on and now the states are involved because a lot of this stuff can be investigated at the state level in New York, where he has absolutely no pardoning power and can surely be indicted, as can all of his little henchmen. I just don't understand how these people can be as dirty as they are. I mean, come on. It's insane what continues to be uncovered. Raids, subpoenas, people stopped at the airport. It's insane. There's obviously something there. And I have a feeling some people in Trump's circle will be going to prison. Paul Manafort obviously will lead the charge in that. I can't believe we are at this place in America where we are watching the office of the presidency be steeped in scandal, crime and turmoil. It's surreal to watch all the while Trump is dragging us into an authoritarian state without a second thought. I'm really hoping that that blue wave in November is bigger than we all are expecting it to be. And the Democrats can get this mess under control. Speaking of the blue wave, Paul Ryan also announced his retirement from Congress this week. He'll fish, uh, finish out his term and not seek reelection in November. Basically, he sees the writing on the wall. that he probably won't win against the iron stash. Randy Bryce, Democratic steel worker running against him. Ryan left after blowing the deficit up and adding a trillion dollars to it with the tax scam bill that basically gave the wealthy more money and left the middle and working class footing the bill. He tried and did pass a bill to take health care away from the people. Thankfully, it failed in the Senate. Now he's salivating over the idea of snatching away the safety net of Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid and any other program in place to help those who have hit hard times. Because he feels you should have you should just go ahead and shrivel up and die somewhere. Great Christian, right? Wrong. As a woman of God. I have to set the record straight on these Pharisees who are not doing the work of the Lord by helping the people who are in great need. Good riddance, Paul. Glad to see you go. I hate to even say anything about Trump because I just don't want to continue to ruin your day as you listen to this. But I have one more thing. So... This week, Trump signed an executive order pushing work requirements for SNAP benefits. So basically, he's adding more stipulations for those who receive food stamps, housing or other public assistance to not only have a job, which is already a requirement in most states, but make a certain amount to qualify for the program. Now, we're talking about people who are incredibly poor on these programs. Some people needing it temporarily when they hit a bad place in life, which happens. Now he wants to add heightened work requirements. I want y'all to understand something. Most of the people that are on these programs work, but they work in jobs where they make very little money, either due to wages. Hello, GOP who are against raising the minimum wage. Or they have shortened hours because companies find loopholes on how not to pay very much, like Walmart. Trump is playing to the base with a throwback to Reagan's old welfare queen meme. It's absolutely disgusting. First of all, most of his base is probably on these programs. Let's be real. Secondly, people need these assistance programs. They paid into them with their tax dollars to try. To, so stop trying to make it seem like everyone is living off of the system. Those people that are in the minority. Most of the people don't want to be on the programs. They rather make enough money to cover their experiences, their expenses. But alas companies and the GOP are perfectly fine with keeping a working class that is underpaid so come on now this is an attempt to continue to kick people that are already down something this administration absolutely loves to do look I said those I I say those of us who can help We should form like co-ops or something in our communities to help those who may be affected by such changes. If they take place in your state, do some communal support and make sure our neighbors, families, and friends aren't harmed by the hatefulness of these people. Lobby your state and local legislators to make sure they don't adopt this nonsense. States have a right to choose to not follow the executive order. It's basically just a recommendation anyway, with little power at the state level, aside from opening it up to them to make the change if they want to. So let's make sure our communities aren't harmed. If we if he wants his base to suffer, that's their problem. We have to take care of ours. I'm going to leave that right there. Anyone else looking forward to these people getting out of office? segment two, self-care. Self-care, self-love, self-affirmation, self-determination, determining self. In this episode, I want to talk about breaking out of the box. So the last few episodes, I've been hitting on tapping into your purpose and walking it out. In order to get successfully, it's important for you to break out of the box that we and others have put ourselves in. As spring is finally here, I tell y'all, winter was seriously not trying to let go. Sheesh. This transition to spring is a reminder each of us to recognize the seasonal transitions within our own lives each transition is an opportunity for us to level up and step more into our purpose and calling that god has carved out uniquely for each of us as we do that it's important that we take note of the labels that we have placed on ourselves or others have given us these are the boxes we have been limited to that we need to break out of now Oftentimes, those boxes do not align with our purpose. They don't fit what we were meant to do, what we are meant to be. So I'm posing to you, my sisters and brothers, to take this season change as an opportunity to shift and break out of the box. An important part of self-care is allowing yourself the freedom to be your true self without stress or regret for being who others have chosen you to be. Taking care of you is about being truly you. So with that, I want to talk about breaking outside of the box, ditching the singular label and embracing your whole self so you can get in a proper alignment with your destiny. So let's get down to it. Number one, what do people see you as? What box have they put you in? The people that surround us tend to be the first ones who put us in a box. They put labels on us. They often tell us who we are, what we should be doing, what we should be at uh, at any given time. The words they use often ring as truth to us internally, and we find ourselves following what they have said. Those people can be our bosses at our current jobs who are more out to keep us as an employee than seeing our true entrepreneurial spirit. It can be a parent who have already seen you as someone who should follow in their footsteps. So they so they call you an attorney because they are without uh, sight of the fact that you are an artist with it. It can be the teacher who sees the color of your skin or the place you live and decide your only way out is athletics. So they push you that way instead of recognizing you can easily be a business professional because of your great acumen. I've had many people tell me I was shy or not a people person because I've always been quiet in social settings. Really, I'm just an introvert and I use interactions to learn more about those around me and have no problem engaging with people at all when I have to. I had to reject what others have said or believed about me because I realized it wasn't my truth. Shy? No. Curious? Yes. Socially awkward? No. Great listener? Yes identify that within yourself what are others putting on you what are the labels they've given you write it out and ponder on it It is, is it truly you or is it what they choose to see you as is it hindering your truest self from blossoming this is the best place to start because it's the easiest to see and grapple with it's easy to identify that you don't align with what others have prescribed you and you can reject that outright on your journey to breaking out of the box. Number two, what box have you put yourself in? This is where it gets a little difficult because this is when you have to look in the mirror and analyze the reflection you created before you. Is it really you? Or is it something you force yourself into because you were too afraid to stretch and step into who you truly are? Did you settle? It's time to be honest. What labels have you placed on yourself that aren't authentic? What box did you put yourself in? You'll often find that what you created for yourself is limiting, restrictive, oftentimes born out of fear, fear of what could be. All right, grab that notebook again, grab that pen, get honest with yourself. What are the labels you've created for yourself? Shy, not smart enough too young, too old, too busy. I'm gonna stop right there because that's probably the biggest misnomer. You have the same hours in a day as Beyonce. The question is, what are you doing in that time? Time is our most precious commodity. We don't get it back. So are you telling yourself you're too busy because you're not willing to face the music of who you truly are and what you were called and purposed to do? You have great purpose for your life, not just for your own growth and success, but to influence, impact and inspire others. What labels have you put on you? What box have you put yourself in to limit yourself? It's time to break out of the box and ditch the labels that don't belong to you and embrace the beauty of your truest self. Live your life on purpose. Number three. What's natural to you that you've been suppressing? Now, it's time to progress forward. It's my my favorite thing. We've done the hard work in identifying the labels that we have and others have put on us that don't belong to us. We've identified those purpose limiting boxes. Now it's time to do the real work of identifying who you are, your truest you, what's natural to you what's innate. It aligns with a lot of things I've been talking about over the last few episodes in this segment regarding purpose. It's all interconnected. It's important we know who we truly are, the fullness of ourselves. We are beautifully complicated beings. We are that for a reason. It's because it all lends itself to crafting the woman or man who was perfect for the job they were created to do. The purpose that was specifically created just for them, our complexities, complexities are necessary for our journey, our purpose, our calling, our destiny. It's truly where the name from this podcast was born out of, the beauty and the complexity of self. Once we embrace all of it, we begin to see our truest self. We begin to see what's natural to us, what gets our goat going, what is innate. We begin to see that My artistry means something. My love for movies is a nod to my journey into filmmaking. Uh, My unique fashion is just the start of my fashion line, right? My love of animals is because I want to do the work to protect them through a nonprofit. Those are things that may be in your spirit and you're like, why? And you can start to see where they connect at. Find out what's natural to you that you've been ignoring or suppressing because you've adopted labels and boxes that are limiting you or don't belong to you at all. Number four, break out of the box and embrace you. It's time to smash that box. Burn those labels. If it doesn't belong to you, why are you holding on to it? Embrace you. Start the journey of learning who you are. Don't wait another day. You have every right to know the joy of being true to yourself and living in that. It doesn't mean life will be easy or without turmoil, but it does mean you'll recognize what you have to cope and get through those tough times and know what real joy feels like when you're just being you. You have every right to tap into the beauty of self and living on purpose and full of destiny. It's what God intended for you. Take that good stuff that's waiting for you and run with it. Entrepreneurial. Start that side hustle. Then when it's time to take the leap, take the leap. Filmmaking in the stars for you. Go ahead and start shooting shorts on your phone or doing little videos for YouTube. It's time to go all in. And there's nothing like the present to get to it and do it. I had to do it. I leaped feet first into podcasting and has saw steady growth in listeners because I knew I had a message to share and I wanted to educate, empower, and impact. I launched a beauty line, Rise Beauty, because I live for beauty and natural skincare was my jam. I grew up in my early career in labs, so why not tap into it to start a beauty brand? Since I love beauty, launching and running a marketing agency with Empower Strategy was easy because it was the beauty of branding for businesses, that it was all about that and delivering a great message. I'm working on a few other things I won't talk about yet on the show, but you'll hear about it all soon because it is linked to who I am and what I stand and live for. More mediums to empower, impact, educate, and transform the lives of people. That's my thing. What's yours? Identify and smash those boxes and toss away those labels that aren't yours. You deserve to live life beautifully you. Segment three, Black Excellence. It's National Poetry Month, so obviously can't let this month pass without shouting out my absolute favorite poet of all time, Miss Maya Angelou. She is iconic and was born here in St. Louis. I first came across uh, Miss Angela around the sixth grade when reading I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. From there, I was fascinated by her story, her molestation as a child, the murder of the man who did it, her silence for many years, and then finding her voice again. From dancing with Alvin Ailey in his early years to singing Calypso and acting in plays like the Blacks, alongside Louis Gossett, Cicely Tyson, and James Earl Jones, she was the epitome of a Renaissance woman. She wrote plays, books, and poetry in such excellence that she found herself on the stage of Bill Clinton's 1993 presidential inauguration, reciting a poem that fit well into the American landscape, On the Pulse of Mourning. She went on to become the bonus grandmother in the minds of so many of us. We got the opportunity to soak in her wisdom and words as she was a constant fixture on anything Oprah was doing, from the Oprah show to any of her specials. She was truly a phenomenal woman. In honor of the amazing Dr. Maya Angelou, I want to recite one of my all time favorite poems of hers Still I Rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may tried me in the very dirt, but still like dust I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes? Shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard, cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meetings of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Well, that's our show. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Breaking out of the box is complicated. It's been a good show and I enjoyed having the opportunity to give you what is on my heart. And in the news, from speaking of my fave new summer anthem, Nights for What? by Drake and Celebrating Cardi B, to the epic dragging of Killer Mike by Joy Reid and the latest in Trump Land, we covered a lot and a wide breadth of stuff. Then helping you do some soul searching on what boxes you've you've been placed in or labels you've taken on from others or yourself that don't belong to you and kicking them to the curb or breaking out of the box by way of self-exploration and self-determination. 4 tips to breaking out of the box is an exercise you want to go through and share with your friends and family members so we all can get to our li- live our lives as our truest selves, filled with purpose and dancing and destiny. Finally, in Black Excellence, I got the opportunity to honor my all-time favorite poet, Maya Angelou, a woman we lost a few years ago but whose words of wisdom will ring true in our spirits Forever. She was a force that we all needed on this earth and sometimes may not have deserved. Love forever, Tamaya. If you haven't already, make sure you like the Beautifully Complicated podcast page on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. Follow me, Sheena, your host on Instagram and Twitter at SheenaD1. Like the show, subscribe and share with family and friends. Use our hashtag, hashtag BeautifullyComplicatedPod. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay connected, stay fabulous, and always remember the best life is beautifully complicated.